Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Gosh, she can make singing about zooming. I have never amazing. heard this song in my life. You know, who's zooming? Who? It's literally called Who's Zoomin Zoomin Who? Who. It just sounds like Who's Zooming Who? I just thought it was a nonsense. Yeah, like a scat situation. Zoobly Doo. There you go. Scooby Doo. She's great. I mean, she could sing ingredients. Truly. I mean, what a big voice. That's, of course, the voice of Aretha Franklin. We're celebrating her life on the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, uh, And uh, throughout throughout our mornings, uh, both of us, Colleen and Bradley, we've been... Um, We've been spending a lot of time online watching old videos, watching old interviews with Aretha Franklin, reading stories and articles about her, kind of trying to get to know her in a way that we didn't already through her music. Now, I thought this was kind of an interesting moment. First of all, she was a guest on Wendy Williams' talk show mm-hmm. in like the first or second season of the talk show. Yeah. Uh, and I don't quite know exactly what year this is from, but it was posted in 2016. Uh, by somebody who who did a supercut of the funny and shady moments of the Wendy Williams and Aretha Franklin interview. Delightful. Okay, I'm it all is, here for fun and shade. It is delightful because there's a lot that goes on in this in what I'm about to play for you. But at the end of uh, at the end of the day, what she's talking about is who would play her in a biopic. Now, at present day, there is a biopic. It is being filmed this year. And we do know who is playing Aretha Franklin now. But this is before we knew. And it starts with Wendy Williams asking about Halle Berry playing her. Um, and I want you will hear a shady moment at the end. It is there's just a lot to unpack here. So here is Wendy Williams asking Aretha Franklin about who would play her in a biopic. Who thought that Halle Berry would be great playing you. And Halle said something to the effect of... Mm-hmm. I can't sing, so mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to do Miss Franklin justice. I knew she couldn't sing. Yes. Um, never expected her to. And she was uh, uh, my cho- uh, first choice, but not my only choice. Yes. Do you still want Hallie to play that role? I would like the person who's going to play me to be more confident. Mm-hmm. Uh, I understand. You understand? Okay. I think that Jennifer Hudson mm-hmm. would do a bang-up job as okay. you. She has a good, clear voice. A good, clear voice. Mm-hmm. Then how about Fantasia Barino? Could be Fantasia. Could be uh, Jennifer. Queen Latifah? You don't know. Okay. Uh, you don't know how that's going to turn out. <laughs> you don't know 
how that's, that's going to turn, turn out. out. My favorite was Queen Latifah. No. No. <laughs> she knew she didn't want it to be Queen Latifah. Um, but one of the names that was floated past her, in fact, uh, after Halle Berry, the first name that was floated past her was Jennifer Hudson. Yeah. That is who is playing Aretha Franklin in the biopic. And that was announced this January uh, at Clive Davis's uh, party uh, prior to the Grammys. Uh, they announced this. Uh, and and that is, I mean, again, and blessed by Aretha. She had everything to do with the selection of who would play her in the biopic. One of the other things I, I learned that I thought was so fascinating is she was like a huge fan of American Idol. Yeah, she said, uh, she referenced, in fact, in an earlier clip about um, the people who have done her music, mm-hmm. that she has seen a number of the ones who perform her music on American Idol. Yeah. I do have um, Jennifer Hudson's words, um, if you want to hear. I would love to hear. From her, and I'll start with the uh, little bit that is available on Twitter, uh, and I'll wait for the oh-so-tardy um, Jennifer, or, excuse me, Instagram Mm. to load because it's taking forever. I have no words, so I will let the queen say it, but I will say while teaching me about your life, you taught me so much about life and schooled me in mine. I will never forget. And I don't know what she's never going to forget because the rest has been cut off by Instagram. Well, Instagram apparently has forgotten it. Yeah. Okay. When Instagram comes around, we'll find out more about what Jennifer Hudson had to say about the passing of uh, Aretha Franklin, and of course, because Jennifer Hudson is playing Aretha Franklin in a biopic about her life, Jennifer Hudson, as you know, won an Oscar and a Golden Globe and a SAG Award for her role in Dream Girls. She won those awards for uh, Best Supporting Actress, and that was her first role, was playing Effie White in Dream Girls. Um, and so at the time, you know, that they would be deciding about an Aretha Franklin biopic, they knew that she had the chops to be able to act it and to sing it. Uh, so it seems like a very logical choice well and i love that aretha franklin was like i want somebody who will play the role yeah like don't bother me if you think you're this person would be good at it if you don't have the confidence to play the role then why are you going to play me because i had confidence next i know I, mean, I love that that is a level of that is like the definition of a diva somebody who's you know she understands what she you know that not only does she understand her own greatness, she understands the greatness required of a person that is going to deign to play her on the mm-hmm. screen Well, you know, there's a difference between that kind of confidence and knowledge about who you are in space and time and what you bring to the table. That is very different from narcissism. It wasn't like she was full of herself and and self-centered or any of that. It was that she knew that she had a gift and she was going to share it. Jennifer Hudson's words. Remember how I said uh, it cut off at I will never forget blank. I will never forget those teachings. That's all it said. So again, she just said she had no words. She'll let the queen say it. And she links to a video of let it be uh, Aretha Franklin singing herself in her own words. Oh, that's so beautiful. That is so beautiful. Well, I, I will say I look forward to this movie being made and released um, because again, you know, in, when we lose a, a celebrity, we do what we've all done a little bit of today and we go back and sort of research their entire lives to to learn more about how they got to be where they are today. And um and I've learned so much about Aretha Franklin, whose music I've enjoyed for, I mean, my entire life. 
Um, I've learned so much about her through this that to see it kind of packaged together in a biopic again that had her blessing that was, you know, cast uh, with her input. Uh, I think that'll be pretty spectacular. Um, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I just want to give us plenty of time to do this. We thought we'd have a little Aretha request live. Yeah, you know, I've seen all over social media today, everybody, the way they are celebrating the life of Aretha Franklin is thanks uh, in no small part to technology. We can just fill our ears with Aretha Franklin and her music, uh, whether it's Spotify, Google Music, Apple Music, whatever your source of music is. I feel like people everywhere are sort of just turning on the Aretha Franklin radio and hey, who doesn't love Aretha Franklin music? So 651-641-1071. Aretha Request Live. Let us know what song you'd like to hear uh, from the Queen of Soul. We will play it for you. We might sing along. We will try I not don't to. I know that we really should do I that. I know. We'll try not <laughs> to. Uh, we'll try not to. For the love of all that's holy. We'll be back with some Aretha Franklin after this on My Talk 1071. That, of course, is the song The Wait, originally performed by the band. Uh, and this is the rendition as covered by Aretha Franklin. I'm trying to remember, did she, was she on The Last Waltz? Um, the Last Waltz, I don't, have you ever seen The Last Waltz, Bradley? Um, the Last Waltz was the uh, documentary about the band called The Band, and it was their last performance, and there were a ton of of uh, singers that you'd be familiar with that showed up on stage to sing alongside the band. Um and I was trying to remember, but it wasn't. Actually, Mavis Staples uh, performed on stage with the band doing this song in the last waltz. Um, to know. Mine's anyway, so much today. Well, you're going to learn more because uh, this is the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, remembering the life and the work of the artist Aretha Franklin. It's so easy to remember the life of Aretha Franklin because we live in 2018 where technology is king and we have access to so many wonderful recollections. And, you know, you just shared a piece. Well, I one of the things that I watched earlier today and just thought this is just delightful and we need to just experience a little bit of Aretha Franklin on her own terms as she sat down in 1999 with Oprah Winfrey. And there are a couple clips I wanted to play. One is Oprah basically goes all in. This was at a time and it, it is not uh, it is not uh, what's the word I'm looking for out of the ordinary to acknowledge that Aretha Franklin's body weight went up and down over the years. And right. that was a subject of conversation. People were far more fascinated with it, I think, maybe about 20 years ago. Uh, than we would necessarily be today. And you'll notice that when you listen to Oprah. Okay, get it! (laughs) You know it! That was a little bit of Aretha Franklin from a concert in Paris, France. That was fun. Oh, well, thanks, Paris, France. She'll show up again later. (laughs) Back to Oprah. So there, Aretha Franklin is sitting on the couch with Oprah Winfrey, and she brings her famous banana pudding for everybody in the audience to try. And then they just settle into this conversation. One of the parts of that conversation that I want to play for you is Oprah just going all in on Aretha's weight, and they, they get to numbers and things. So I just find this to be perfectly um, illustrative of the time. You know, uh, just listen, and then we'll discuss mm-hmm. To me, that probably won't happen to everybody else when they mm-hmm. just can have a little serving of banana pudding because that's all we're giving you. Mm-hmm. But I will want, <laughs> I will then, I can't just eat a little, I will yeah. want to then go yes. back to the bowl. Yeah. Well, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're trying to diet, if you get off of that, 
I'm off of it for three or four days. Mm -hmm. You know, you just go on eating mm -hmm. uh, the wrong thing. I understand. Uh, so it's better for me to just try to stay on it and stay on it as long as I can That's stay hard. on it. Yeah, it's not easy, and I'm sure you know. Does it bother you, though? Bother me? Yeah. Does it bother you? Like, you know, I'm bothered by it. Now, some people say, just go ahead, keep the weight on, and let you it be mean, okay. You mean, oh, uh, the additional pound? Sure. Yeah, it does. It does. Uh -huh. Do you feel better yeah. when you're at a certain rate? Weight? I do. I uh, have what I call a singing weight. Uh, have a just a feel-good weight that's light, and uh, you don't feel belabored and like you're dragging mm -hmm. all of this weight around. Yeah. What's your singing weight? about um well i like you you can sing it any weight but i particularly like about 160. really yeah now it never it, it does change and affect the tone does it yeah I, I mean i thought luther told me it didn't but maybe it doesn't for guys yeah well, maybe not uh -huh. not for him but it does for me i hear the difference in your own voice yeah the weight goes up and down uh-huh so that was just a piece of the conversation that Aretha had with Oprah, and they got real, and they were just talking about weight, and she's just putting it all out on the table. I mean, the boldness, again, like, you would probably not hear this happen in 2018 in the midst of an interview for Oprah to just go, okay, so what weight do you sing at? And then expect, a, like, an actual numerical answer, right? I mean, and I don't know what, I mean, you just wouldn't even, that wouldn't happen. Right. Yeah. Well, and I don't know that Oprah actually asked her what her ideal weight was other than she was already on the topic. And it was a conversation that just sort of like this is one of the things that I love about people who like each other when this is why I think interviews with celebrities, you know, it always you always want somebody asking questions who can really get the other person to be comfortable and relaxed. And you can tell that Oprah has the ability to do that with her because Aretha just like opens up and starts talking. She's like, oh, you mean like putting on all these extra pounds? OK, let's talk about it. And then she goes on to have that just sort of very, you mm -hmm. know. Um, open conversation. One of the other things in this interview, and if you guys are just joining us, we're listening to a clip of Aretha from Oprah. There's nothing particularly spectacular about this interview, or I should say momentous. You know, there wasn't a particular reason other than she had a book at the time that came out, mm -hmm. which, you know, that in and of itself was a big deal and a reason to go on Oprah. But but it is sort of just a, a, a really good conversation between the two of them. In addition to her weight, they talk about, you know, all sorts of other things, her career, you know, some arguments she's had. But then she talks about men and uh, her relationships. And Oprah asks Aretha if she would ever get married again. And you'll hear her talk about what kind of man it would take today, that is in 1999, to uh, be with Aretha Franklin. So let's have a listen to that conversation. Married again. What of kind course. of man would it take to handle you now? <laughs> <laughs> well, does, does he exist? Mm. Oh, of course. He does exist. Of course. Okay. Yeah, sure. My expectations are realistic. Mm -hmm. My standards are realistic. Yeah. Um, are you hmm. dating anyone you might want to tell us about? Yeah, no. Yes and no. <laughs> no, not really. So the guy wouldn't have to be, you know, Mr. Whatever the equivalent well, of Well, that's it. And I'm sure that you and I could really compare notes as far as that kind of thing is concerned. It's very hard sometimes for men to be with women with, uh, of celebrity. Mm -hmm. uh, they become Mr. Franklin. They'll mm -hmm. become Mr. Winfrey, Mr. Warwick, Mr. Whoever, mm -hmm. Mr. Ross, you know, and it's really not fair and it's not very nice. 
has that especially effect. when people know their names right. you know right to call them back oh, yes. it's, it's, it, and so that. it's hard it's really hard yeah. on some men and then a lot of men don't want to go through the celebrity thing the lights camera action kind of thing it's disconcerting to them it's just not their thing and then they just, they, they don't want to get caught up in them to that did you f you've had that several times in your life mm-hmm uh-huh also, you know, you mentioned... Fortunately, though, I had very strong men who knew who they were, and they were very supportive. So that was a piece of the conversation. And then they go on to talk about some romances that she's had uh, as well. And this is all contained in the book that Oprah is, is referencing, and that's why she's on the show. But I just love that, again, you know, she can uh, have a conversation with Oprah that you probably couldn't have with anybody mm -hmm. uh, else or with a very select group of people, uh, you know, and that is females who are incredibly successful. Yeah. And understand, I mean, it really is like two peers talking to each other because each of them in their own medium are kind of, you know, the, she's the queen of soul. Oprah is the queen of all the other things, you know, <laughs> like, and the two of them sitting on a stage together and talking as peers is fascinating. Um, and I have to confess that I didn't realize, um, I guess because I hadn't given any thought to whether or not Aretha had ever been married and she was married twice. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know much about that at all until today and started kind of digging through and, and learning more about her. Um, and to hear her talk about it in that in that segment. Yeah, the whole clip is on our website, too. It's like a 25-minute interview, so if you want to watch the full thing, hmm. it's on mytalk1071.com. Very fun. Uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, one of Aretha Franklin's um, most well-known songs is the song Respect. And um, there is a history along with that song as well. So when we come back, we're going to hear from Aretha, what does respect mean to her? Uh, and then we'll hear a little bit of the history of the song Respect that everybody knows and loves so well by Aretha Franklin after this on My Talk 1071. That's my favorite line of the entire song. I had to let it go. Uh, that's Aretha Franklin's Respect, a song that everybody knows. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Paying our respects to Aretha Franklin, uh, who died today at the age of 76 in Detroit, all Michigan, at her home. Um, all day, exactly. Now, we've talked about this song because it really is, honestly, like the entry point, I think, for a lot of people. Um, younger people who aren't maybe entirely familiar with the entire catalog of Aretha Franklin. Um, I'm pretty sure that gets played at every wedding, well, at every school dance. And that song was the song that propelled her to stardom. So, you know, it was of the of the music that she is known for this perhaps the most. And this really earned her the title of the Queen of Soul. Absolutely. Well, she was asked in a 2010 interview for Time magazine what respect means to her and not the song respect, but the word respect. What does respect mean to you? And this is what Aretha Franklin said to that question. So what does R-E-S-P-E-C-T mean to you? <laughs> I think I heard it uh, nicely phrased earlier today. Uh, you want to give people dignity and respect and you want to receive it. You have to receive it. Yeah. So she really saw it as just sort of the, the reciprocal act of uh, giving people dignity. And um, I just thought that was such a lovely sort of summary.
Absolutely. Her. You know, the, the history behind this song, you know, I, I, I know you do too. We all love history, but, um, as I was reading through the history of the song respect, there's just so much in there. I didn't know anything about, and I'm sure a lot of people don't and will find incredibly fascinating chief among the, the, the information is that, um, the song wasn't written for her mm. initially. Yeah. Again. And I sort of alluded to this earlier. She had a way of, um, doing songs that were written for somebody else and kind of putting them on the map. But you're right. This one wasn't written for her and it was performed first by well written uh, and performed at first by Otis Redding. Now you should know that Otis Redding continues. The estate of Otis Redding continues to get paid every time she sings the song because royalties go to the writer, mm-hmm. not the performer. Mm-hmm. So Otis Redding continues to make money off this and he didn't apparently in the beginning didn't much care for her version of it, but eventually gave in and I'm sure much of that had to do with the checks that started flowing. Yeah. In. Um, you'd, you'd give into a lot after that. <laughs> right. Um, she obviously put her shine on it. She took that song to a level. It had not been previously as recorded by originally Otis Redding. But we can listen through the miracle of modern technology. Mm-hmm. What uh, respect sounded like when Otis Redding sang it. Shall we have a little listen? Yeah. Uh, Otis Redding, you know, performing respects. And he, this is what he said when he uh, produced or produced, introduced the song at the Monterey Pop Festival in 1967, saying, quote, this next song is a song that a girl took away from me. Hmm. A good friend of mine, this girl, she just took the song, but I'm still going to do it anyway. And presumably he was not too bummed, as I said, because, well, his estate continued to this song. Well, I was, I was going to say, it sounds enough the same that you recognize it as respect enough different that you see what she lended to it. Well, one of the chief things she did was, of course, add that R-E-S-P-E-C-T. You won't hear this in the clip we're going to play now of Aretha first doing this song. First Otis Redding did it, then Aretha took it and turned it into her own. So you're not going to hear that part of it, but just know that that was something she added. As she also added, and you will hear this, the female uh, backup singers being a part of this song. Respect.
So that's, you know, Aretha doing it back in the 60s. Obviously, we heard the sort of more iconic classic version of Respect when we came back from Mm -hmm. break. Mm -hmm. The thing, the other thing that I think packs such a huge punch about that song is just simply the message of it changes when you hear it sung by a woman, which is partly what made it such like an anthem. In fact, I almost cringe at the notion that there are going to be karaoke bars throughout the United States this evening <laughs> where very drunk people will oh. try to send up their um, <laughs> their love for Aretha Let's by butchering this song. Um, because, it, But it is such an anthem. It's, it's such an anthem uh, that, that everybody knows the words to, everybody sings along to, um, and the tone of it does change when it's sung by a woman again originally written by otis redding um the song goes from a plea from a man to the woman he loves to a woman's demand for respect and then it went later became an anthem for the civil rights movement it's been covered by many 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 people but there was another piece of uh the history of the song respect by aretha franklin that i thought was just a, a fascinating insight. So this is what she said uh, of that song, quote, I felt I could do something different with it. And my sister, and I don't know anything about the career of her sister, Carolyn, but her sister, Carolyn, who was an RCA recording artist at the time, and her got together on the background. Now, part of that background is the Sakatumi Sakatumi. Mm-hmm. That was not a part of Otis Redding's, you know, intention with that song. And elaborating on those now famous lyrics, she says the term Saka to me was a big, big thing in our neighborhood. All the kids were saying it. The same goes for TCB, an acronym that means taking taking care care of business. business. So those were things that were, you know, of the moment of her neighborhood that she added to the song because it just, you know, it added something particularly Aretha Franklin to that song. So, well, and again, you know, we learned about this a little bit more in the dirt alert that she a lot of times I think people associate her with Motown because she happened at the you know she came rose to fame at the same time that Motown was really having its its moment yep. in the in the landscape of music well, and all of those people who recorded with Motown were literally her in her neighborhood yeah, yeah in her neighbor um, or in her neighborhood were her neighbors yeah. but she was not signed to the Motown label. Um, and so, you know, I, I again, I just I forgot what where that brought. Oh, I, that was from the neighborhood aspect that yeah. you were talking about. That that sort of sense of home and that her, the area of Detroit where she grew up, um, not only infused itself in how she lived her life and the fact that she always called that area home, but to your point, also into her music. Yeah, Atlantic is where she really shined, and she was able to they you know really push that soul aspect of her. It's interesting to ponder what. Her sound would have been had she signed with Motown mm-hmm. because, you know, they wanted her. Obviously, she wasn't feeling it. So she ended up over at Atlantic. Um, and I don't know much beyond that, but um, clearly they were the ones that really pushed the sound that we ended up hearing. And that's the sound that she wanted most to express. I did see a, a later interview with her and I wish I could remember who it was with, but I've watched a lot today. Um, but one of the things she talked about was her decision at some point later in her career um, to not sign with a major label because she said, you know, I've been doing music for a label for a long time and it's time for me to do music for me. Um, and certainly when you're Aretha Franklin, that should not be a problem. Yeah. Uh, you know, she had obviously had a wonderful ear 
for um, music and a unique sound. And there, there was a difference between doing it for the label because they would have to sign off on it and approve it. And they were requesting that she do certain things. And she just wanted to be Aretha. And uh, I think that, that we all you know benefited by by the decisions she made in her career um, that made her really who she was as an artist. We have a special guest that's going to join us. I'm really excited. When we come back, Aaron Schwab is going to be joining us uh, as a musician, as a singer, talking about uh, Aretha Franklin and her influence on uh, on her art. After this, on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. My Talk 1071. Everything. I am loving. Entertainment.